Welcome to Thrive Radio, expert visionary and innovative business, life, and relationship advice to live a life of doing the impossible with your host, Amy Montgomery. Amy Montgomery, entrepreneur and digital marketing agency owner. Today, my guest is Melinda George Bristol. She is a personal development coach, helping new managers enhance leadership skills through effective and innovative personal development. Melinda, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Amy. I was looking forward to this day. <laughs> I yeah. loved our, our introduction last year and I was like, oh, I can't wait for us to finally do this. I know so it's been a so while much. since we met last, so I'm yes. excited to talk to you today too. Mm -hmm. So can you share your journey with us and how you became a coach? So, I mean, this started way, way, like how many, like 2013, that's how many years ago uh, when I lived in San Lucia and I moved to the U.S. in 2016. And when I did get my first HR job, I was excited because this is my field, human resource management, but it didn't work out that well. I felt it was the same thing I was faced, the challenges that I faced in the Caribbean and New they're not that unique. They're not that different from what's in the U.S. or anywhere I go with, when it comes to dealing with an HR department. I was like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. I think it's time I help people one-on-one, particularly managers, because I saw them struggle, especially new managers coming in. It's a lot about they know what the job is, how to get it done, but there's so much of the other aspects of what they need that they don't have, the personal development skills, the leadership skills. I was like, let me go out there and help people one-on-one. Use my expertise as an HR professional. I have been an HR professional for over 10 years. So I have been in, in the generalist role, in the specialized role. So I do understand a good bit about it. And what are the expectations of employers when they're recruiting managers or when they're promoting managers from within? I thought it was an opportunity to go out there and venture and see if I could help people who needed the help. And do it on a one-on-one and give them every single thing that's needed. Or just knowing how to do their job great and being excellent at the full package of developing their personal and leadership skills. I love that. So walking through your journey, what are you grateful for? I'd have to say meeting so many interesting people living now, living in the U.S. now. I mean, just so many um, cultures, just the diversity. And having to speak with people at all levels, from having a PhD to master's to people who are starting their residencies, doctors, it's been interesting, you know, just that connection. And it's nothing like it's, I don't ever attach anything personal to it. I do it and I take everybody individually. And yeah. I deal with everybody as an individual. It's not a collective effort. It's very much personalized when I deal with my clients. So just getting to be in a place where I'm able to work with so many people from all backgrounds and get them to listen and to actually interact with me and see, I guess, progress in their own life from just our interaction and us working together. I'm really grateful for that. Yeah, that's always a big reward, being able to see people succeed. Yes, of <laughs> course, succeeding yeah. is so important. If someone wants to move into management, but they feel like maybe their boss or their colleagues aren't supportive, what would you say to them? Okay, so that's one thing you get all the time in, in any organization. It could be small, medium, or large. You will get a boss that's not supportive, or you may get 
your own friends that you've been working with as you get promoted starting to behave differently. So I always say, when you're at work, always make sure you wear that professional hat and you wear it very well. So again, if you want to get promoted, you don't need to be everybody's best friend. So say, hey, I'm good. You could get on. We could get on. It's supposed to have that balance of saying, listen, I want to be present as me, but at the same time, I want to be present as a professional. And to, to, so you could have that confidence in me that I'll get the job done, I'll get it done well. And you pursue the things that you want. And I'm going to just refer to myself. Every year or every two years, I would do this self-assessment. And I'll reach out to at least five of my friends and ask them, tell me three things that you really like about me. And three things you don't really like about me or three things you think I could improve on. Now, please be generous. Please don't be shy. It's not, I'm not doing this exercise to eliminate you from my life. This is not what it's about. It's, it's basically helping me with my development and to make some, um, set some goals and to plan out some stuff for myself personally and professionally. So I, I always say do that exercise where you are. We know the areas that we're good at. Sometimes some of us don't like to acknowledge it. Oh, I'm okay. You're not trying to be modest about it. And some of us have weaknesses. And because those weaknesses are always, we've been told over and over, oh, we're not that good at this, or we need to improve on this. We constantly kind of use that as a way of like not showcasing our, our talents or showing the good side of or the ones where we're really strong, the areas that we're strong in. So I think it's doing an assessment. Find out what resources are there. Asking people that you interact with day to day how you could help them. How do you help professionals improve their leadership skills? So, Amy, this is such a good question. I think, it, like I, I said earlier, and I'm just going to reiterate, it's really that personal development. It first starts there. That personal growth is so much needed. And that's where we start in the core. It's not just knowing how great you could do your job and how much you could bring the company because burnout is real. You could bring the company millions of dollars, but you burn out and that affects every aspect of your, every aspect of your life. So it's recognizing how to shift things around. And I soul leadership, not for you, but S-O-L-E, where you like have to search you have to organize yourself. You have to leverage and you have to engage. So it's, it's that entire, it's I'll call investment that you do in yourself. And it really starts with the personal development aspect. And from there, we're able to identify strengths, which we build on because that's what you need for your leadership, right? And whatever the areas of improvement, you work on them and you make them better. And you make them better and they become your strengths. But it's just that acknowledgement and that willingness to work and put in the effort. Not to just say that I'm great, but because you want to balance out, I always say, your life as much as you can. You want to be great at work, but you want to be great at home. Yeah. So when you go home, you want to be happy with you. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I really believe that. And what I think is surprising is how many people, and myself included, for many years, did not realize it. I didn't realize, and I know many people out there don't realize that when they want to progress in their career, that it's an internal transformation. And I remember this lady saying to me once, 
she said, she's a millionaire. And she said, your income follows your personal growth. And I never understood what she was actually saying. But now when you start to think about, and you have that understanding of how it really is your, your internal personal growth and your income does actually follow that. And the light bulbs start going off and that's why you're not getting the promotions. And that's why a whole new world opens up to you. Absolutely. You're so correct. And that's definitely what is I try to help people with most importantly. Yeah. Bridge that gap. Yeah, definitely. So how can someone become a manager or an executive if that's their desire? What's the plan that they should follow or what's the strategy that they should follow? Okay. Again, that's a really good good follow-up question to what you just previously asked. And I would say it first starts with you doing some self-introspection. Professionally, where do you see yourself? What is it you want to achieve? Like you set your short term goals, your long-term goals, and you decide, hey, what other investments are you going to make? Are you going to start taking, you will, okay, so you're at one level and you need to move to the next level. So what are, what are the requirements? So either you start doing some additional courses or which is personal development courses, or you pursue if it's a master degree, whatever may require. Most importantly, look for a mentor. A mentor is so important. You could choose somebody from your organization if you feel comfortable and you respect that person, or you choose somebody outside there. And you, again, put some effort into your own personal development, your personal skills, your leadership skills. So these are all things you have to pay attention to and spend time doing that in order to get to the level of a manager or an executive. Because you may just, like I always say, you'll be great at what you do in your job, but you're not really that great when it comes to working with people. So, and that's a huge difference of you able to work by yourself and achieve like so many things. But when you work with people, it's disastrous and you don't want to be that. You need to be able to find that balance. So you suggest not having an attachment to outcomes when applying for jobs. What do you mean by that? I've been, it's so funny you ask that question because I've been told, oh, that's not being realistic. But I said it takes work to actually have that mindset. And to be honest, it's not a walk in a pack feeling, oh, well, I don't need to attach anything to anything I do and I'll be okay. It doesn't really work that way. But I always say, show up, give your best, go out there wanting that job, meeting that your potential employer with the with who you are and enjoy that moment of meeting that person or that panel and showcase yourself and leave the rest because every time you show up just that's part of you being your best you get prepared you do what's required you get the research on that and you engage and i'm telling when you engage even the opportunity is not yours you don't end up getting that job or you don't end up getting that promotion guess what that impression you've created will eventually showcase or show itself some other opportunity that will present. I remember myself when I first started in HR and I went to several interviews and I didn't get all of those jobs, but I could tell you one thing came out of it. I got recommended for other jobs. It's like, I am so impressed with you. I don't have that job or the right candidate. Somebody said that. 
but I know somebody who's hiring for another position and would you be interested? Or somebody said, I, I actually knew that you were interviewed by this company and they said, said over your resume and we have an, an opening, would you be interested? You never know the impression you could, call, you could um, create, sorry. So always show up, giving your best and stop worrying about how it needs to turn out. I think we, I think it's an expectation and that's from every angle of our lives, so society, our parents, our friends, and we just bombarded with it. And sometimes, like I would say, just forget it. Just know you're showing up. Just know that you're doing your best. Know that you're prepared and you, you're smiling and you're moving in that direction of saying you want this when you show up. Yeah. But you don't have any control what will happen in the end. Absolutely no control. And if you show up as your authentic self and they don't choose you, it may be because you would be miserable there. (laughs) Exactly. Another side to it. That's probably not the place you need to be. Yeah, right. So it could be, it's it's a way to save you from the wrong thing. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That's another way to look at it. That's not where you belong. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So if there's somebody out there and they're, maybe they are, you know, looking to go to the next level, we've talked a little about the internal work and, and people that are trying to get promoted, but maybe they're out there and they're looking for a job and they're thinking about going to the next level in their career. What is the most important thing for them to focus on? First, and we always evolving as people. That's the thing. And nothing stays the same. And it's okay. Like I always say to my clients. If you start out, for example, in finance, and now you want to go into human resource management, it's okay. Our needs change over time. You now have to make an, you now need to assess. And that's why I am a big believer of doing a personal SWOT analysis. That's what's usually used in businesses. A lot of businesses always do their annual SWOT analysis. But I use the one for career and personal development, where you could identify your strengths, your weaknesses, threats the opportunity that presents itself and when you I actually have an entire program on this where I help my clients with it and you could by doing that exercise you could get a lot of help and information that you could use to kind of help you transition to where you need to go because that's the thing you will not and I always say when burnout happens is when that you do not like to go into that office anymore and it makes you sick and everybody makes you sick and you're sick and you don't know what's wrong with you, then it's time. Yeah. And then you start to follow what are the things that light you up? What are the things you can make a difference? Like some, I know it boils down to money for a lot of people. What's one way could you, you could help your family when it comes to the finance, the financial aspect of your life? Where can you go to get growth? in your career and could be balanced off personally. You know, when you look at places like Google and maybe Facebook, Metaverse, it's no longer Facebook. When you look at, not everybody may agree, but when you look at the environment, you try to have a culture where, listen, they promote healthy eating and there's a bit of recreational stuff to get engaged in and they make it very informal where you have to, so wearing a tie to work and you're all choked up you'll get to be a little bit relaxed and they have bonding time and their motivational stuff that they do to keep employees. So these are all of the things I would say to consider and to look at when you want to transition and when you want to, or if you just want to move to a, a new job, 
look at those things. Look at what culture fits your personal goals and your professional goals. Are they aligned? So can you share some of your client success stories with us? Yes, for sure. I know one of the things that I've read time and time is my clients get me to that point with their self-confidence has increased. They have had that chance to have introspection and they've moved from, for example, somebody who wanted to be, um, who was full-time and had health challenges, moved to part-time and was able to get into an environment that was conducive for them. They were able to make shifts that helped them in a holistic way, not just they were in a job, but there was joy. Being in a new environment, a new job that paid them a decent salary. And they had time for themselves and to take care of their health. And people who obviously moved from another country, from here to another country, because there's a promotion they were able to get. And people who became more vocal. So that's the success in terms of saying what they want. Having that tough conversation with their boss. Or having to even get their team to walk with them. They're the leader, but have their team to walk alongside them. I love that. So what do you think has been your truth that has gotten you this far in your journey? As me showing up as myself, authentically, just not trying to be anything else, not trying to be competitive. And just me showing up as me, the love of what I do. And, and taking people on an individual basis, personalizing stuff and making them know that they're hurt. You know, they're not being judged. Like reciprocating, making them feel at home. Because I know a lot of what I've seen in the organization is people do well at their jobs, but they're miserable. Oh my goodness, they're so miserable. There's a lot of self-doubt. There's low self-esteem, self-confidence. And it, and it shows. I try to show up in a way that I'm not judging. I'm not saying you're doing this wrong or you're doing this right. I'm like wanting to create an, my connection with you where it's authentic and where you feel that you're in a place where you want to improve and be better at whatever it is you decide to do professionally and you benefit personally. If you were able to give yourself one piece of advice when you first started out, what would it be? I would have said moving to the U.S. was it has been challenging for me professionally. Having to start from scratch, having my very first job not really working out the way that I wanted to. I mean, I made it work um, for me. But it's, it's not only about me. But I think networking a little bit more, probably surrounding myself with more professionals when I came because that's one of the things when you stick in the environment where people are not doing what you're doing you don't tend to you, it's the chances of your growth happening it's, it's, it's the chances are lower yeah it's been, so it's like me having if I, just to surround myself with a little bit more of like-minded people I mean I started doing that but later on yeah finding my tribe that way in that professional space in that business space that's so important especially when you're starting out and I, I did that on steroids. I think I started reaching out to 2000 people a month when I first started. 
I'm like, I'm just building relationships with everyone and anyone that allows me to, (laughs) (laughs) right? And that's really the secret of success is having relationships and those connections with people. So yeah, I absolutely agree with that. If there are people that are listening that would love to work with you, what's the best way to contact you? They could contact me via email, um, Melinda, M-E-L-I-N-D-A at H-R-I-B-S.com. Um, my website is actually melindagrissa.com. So they could check that out. And yes, definitely email. And on social media as well, I do have a few pages. I have an, an Instagram page, HR Inspired. I do have a Facebook page and a TikTok page. So I actually do like using TikTok for business because it's yeah. so short and brief to the point. <laughs> I like it too. I used to do YouTube videos and they would take me hours to edit. And it was like the five points of whatever. Now I can go on and I can do five points and it's five videos. <laughs> exactly. You know, <laughs> so it's more user friendly. Yeah. And it's, there you go. And then I can repost it on Instagram. If I feel like mm-hmm. the people over there might like it, if not, then I don't, but yeah, I really like it as well. And um, I think I got 500 people in my email list in one day from that platform. Yeah. So it's definitely a place to grow. <laughs> so I like it. Thank so you. I will put all your links down below so people can access those. Thank you for so much for coming on and sharing your expertise today. Thank you for having me. I'm drinking from my mug that I have created as merch on my website. And it says it. Elite Mindset professionalism, consistency, and growth. So anybody could always pick up one of those mugs. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. All right. Thank you so much. And if you're listening, you want more information about this podcast and the upcoming shows, you can visit a call to thrive.com. Thank you everyone. And have a wonderful day.